This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Well, thank you, and welcome to the show. Two lengthy shows tonight, so let's get right to it. J. Carol Nash stars in Life with Luigi and the episode Pasquale's Birthday. The makers of Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum invite you to enjoy life, Life with Luigi, a comedy show created by Cy Howard, directed by Mac Benoff, and starring that celebrated actor, Mr. J. Carroll Nash, with Alan Reed as Pasquale. Friends, the makers of Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum are glad to bring you Life with Luigi because they feel it's a friendly, good-natured show that offers you relaxation and enjoyment. And you know, Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum offers you relaxation and enjoyment, too. It's pleasant to chew on a smooth piece of Wrigley's Spearmint whether you're working, shopping, listening to your radio, or doing just about anything. Wrigley's Spearmint Gum tastes good, it's refreshing... And the good, easy chewing gives you comfort and satisfaction. So chew Wrigley Spearmint Gum often, every day. Millions enjoy it, and you will too. Now, Wrigley Spearmint Chewing Gum brings you Luigi as he writes another letter describing his adventures in America to his mama Basco in Italy. Mamma mia. There's the one thing I'm crazy about, and that's the holidays in America. Has the one noisy holiday here, Mamma Mia, the 4th of July, which is celebrate America's independence from England. That's right, Mamma Mia. England is a once owned America, but she's not going to keep up with the payments. <laughs> but right now is a double holiday Easter and Ross's birthday. Who want to know biggest secret to Mamma Mia? I'm going to save up $40 since January. And this is Sunday. I'm going to make a big Easter dinner and invite all of my school friends. And a Pasquale and a Rosa. You see, this dinner is also going to be a surprise party for us. And don't ask me, Mamma Mia, how old she is. When I'm asking Pasquale, he says that she's almost 30. But when I'm a look around her middle, I think she's almost 60. <laughs> And I'm going to buy Rose a beautiful birthday present to, to surprise her. And, and with the rest of the money, I'm going to buy enough for food for everybody so they should bust her. But right now, Mama Mia, I'm going to my night to school and invite all of my friends to my Easter dinner. I'm going to hardly wait to tell them. <laughs> The 
Oh, all right, Joe, don't worry about it. Quiet class, now call the roll. Mr. Basco? I'm ahead of Mr. Horowitz? Yeah. Mr. Olson? Yeah. Mr. Schultz? Hip and your hop, hip and your hop, hip and your hop. <laughs> Mr. Schultz, stop that. Oh, thank you, Miss Pauling. At my age, I'm getting too hippie to hop. How <laughs> about smile, fellow boobers? Let's see that Easter spirit. Hey, uh, for the friends, uh, before I forget, uh, I want everybody to know you all invited for my big Easter dinner, and this is Sunday. Oh, how nice. Oh, Luigi, that's nice, but won't it be too much trouble for you? Joe, after all, Luigi, you have no wife to cook. Oh, don't worry, friends. I- I'm going to cook myself. Him, Luigi's going to dive into the pressure cooker and set himself for 30 minutes. <laughs> Don't, don't be so impulsive with that dinner, Luigi. Making a meal for a lot of people is no zinch. How are they don't worry about me. I'm, 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 I'm wonderful at cooking, shoots, and, and I'm going to save that for so much money. Nobody's got to eat for two days before the dinner. Well, thank you, Mr. Basco. At this time, however, I think we should begin the lesson. <laughs> Class, today I'm going to review some of the more troublesome grammar rules. Mr. Horowitz, you may tell us the plural of calves. Calves. In the plural... The F changes to V-E-S. Good. Uh, Mr. Basco, the plural of jacket. Jacket. Mr. Schultz, the word pants. Pants? Yes. Is it singular or plural? We're both. It's singular on top and plural on bottom. <laughs> I love those old jokes. <laughs> Mr. Olson, you may tell him the answer. I will be happy to. The word pants is always plural. Then how about if we are trousers? That's all this plural, too. Himmel, I can't buy a suit with one pair of pants in this place. <laughs> all right, Mr. Schultz. Mr. Olson, that was very good. Now, let us go on to verbs. Mr. Basco, you may name the two types of verbs. What is it? Active and passive. Mr. Horowitz, define them. With pleasure. An active void shows action. A passive void shows passion. <laughs> Mr. Horowitz, where did you learn that? Yeah, and where can we get a hold of that book? <laughs> please, please. Now, will somebody tell us the difference between an active verb and a passive verb? Mr. Schultz. All right. The active verb ain't passive, and the passive verb ain't active. I'm in no mood for jokes. I'll give you a zero for that answer. Well, I'm in no mood for bargaining. I'll take it. <laughs> Mr. Olson, you tell him. To be sure. The active verb denotes the subject as acting. The passive verb denotes the subject as acted upon. Correct. Now, Mr. Basco, give a sentence. <laughs> would you give a sentence illustrating each type of verb? All right. Sentence with the active verb. Come now and invite the whole class to my Easter party this Sunday. Now, please, I don't bring nothing because I'm going to supply all the food. There's going to be plenty of wine, the potatoes, the milk, the pies, the... Please come at six and shop a shop or six o'clock a shop a tank. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Is that one sentence, Mr. Basco? Sign Sean Hancock on the bottom and you've got the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> <laughs> smile, Miss Spalding. He really wants us for his Easter dinner, can't you see? Well. Now, please come, Miss Spalding. Besides the being Easter party, 
He's also going to be big surprise party for us. Well, I'd like to. Uh, Sunday, did you say? Here, please come in, Miss, Miss Pauling. I'm, I'm a server for $40 to make sure there's going to be enough for food for everybody. Now, how could anybody afford them, Miss Pauling? He's like the, like the Marshall Plan looking for countries. <laughs> well, sure. I'll be glad to come. Good. Well, I got my girl. Now you fellas pick your own. <laughs> Mr. Schultz. And that's right. I'm going to buy turkey and, and, and a lot of the crumbs that'll be... Crumbs are better. That's the sauce. Crumbs. Oh, wonderful, because last Thanksgiving, you know, the cranberry sauce was so delicious, the turkey ate it up before we did. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be happy, friends. We're going to have a wonderful time. Mr. Vasco, does Mr. Pasquale know you're making this surprise party for Rosa? Oh, no, no, no. Please, please, don't but nobody tell him. After school, I'm going to invite the... Invite him and Rosa to the party. Luigi, how much money did you say he was going to spend on food? Well, I'm going to get $40 and a for Rosa as a present and a, and as a 30 for the food. Uh-uh. Isn't that going to be enough for sure? For six normal people, that's plenty. But with Rosa's appetite included, bring your own sandwiches, kids. <laughs> So stop eating and pay attention. All right, Papa. Now, look, baby, I don't want that you should invite anybody to your birthday party. It's just for Luigi. You mean I can't come, Papa? Oh, stop. I mean, Luigi's going to be the only guest. Oh. And can you guess why Luigi's going to be the only one invited to my daughter? Sure. Then there'll be more cake for us. Yes. No! <laughs> and don't do what you did the last year's birthday cake when you ate up all the candles. <laughs> Look, Bambina, I want you to dress up a special and nice for your party, eh? Wear that black, shiny dress that makes you look skinny, eh? Oh, Papa, can I wear my Mexican skirt? That makes me look skinny, don't it? Makes you look like a Mexico. <laughs> What a nice and romantic party is going to be. Just the three of us. And after a while, I'm going to tip a toe out and go to the movies. Oh! What's the matter? What are you bellyaching about? I want to see the picture, too! <laughs> Look, go on hide. The Luigi's a coming. Go in the kitchen before you spoil everything. All right, Hello, little pumpkin head. How was the school today? Oh, it was pretty good. Hey, your heads are getting bigger. Huh? Luigi, I bet your brain must have gained 10 or 12 pounds uh-huh. since you started pushing education inside. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, Mr. I'm, I'm coming to invite you to big Easter dinner that I'm giving this Sunday. Huh? Luigi, that's a funny thing, but I was going to invite you to a party this Sunday. You? What the? Who else are you invited, Pasquale? Just to you. Pasquale, what are you talking about? No, you got to come to my party. I'm invited lots of people. I don't care. You got to come to mine. No, Pasquale, the whole thing is crazy. Hey, you got to come to my party. No, you must come to my party. No, wait a minute, Pasquale, because I'm already invited all of my school friends and Miss Pauline, too, and... And we're going to have a big Easter dinner all together. Big dinner with everybody. I want just the three of us. Yeah, but are you going to be there, Pasquale? Well, in fact, I'm... A... Hey, look, I'm... I'm saved for three months for this party, Pascalino, and I'm going to get $40 in cash. I don't see? care if you... Uh, $40, you Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me see the money. Yeah, sure, here. Look, yeah, let me hold them, eh? <laughs> That's right, $40. Well, thanks, Luigi. This pays for last December's rent. Oh, no, 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 Pascalino, you can't... Uh, no, no, 
Pasquale, I'm a promise to pay you everything I'm owed. Sorry, you Luigi, I'm, a... I'm a sorry. In the landlords' union, we got a very strict rule: the uh, NPG. NPG? What's that? No trust for greenhorns. <laughs> no, but Pasquale. How am I going to pay for my instant dinner? What, what, am, what am I going to tell all of my friends? Tell them whatever you want to tell them. Tell them you're not a Democrat or a Republican. Are you a man or without a party? Before we return to Life with Luigi, here's a suggestion that'll make your daily activities more pleasant and enjoyable. Carry a package of delicious Wrigley's Spearmint Gum with you. Chew a stick from time to time. It's really good to get your teeth into a smooth piece of Wrigley's Spearmint. The lively Spearmint flavor freshens your mouth and gives you extra enjoyment and satisfaction. It makes whatever you're doing more enjoyable. So when you start out your day... Tuck a package of Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum in your purse or pocket. Be set to enjoy a stick of Wrigley's Spearmint any time and any place. Get a few packages of refreshing, delicious Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum. Now let's turn to page two of Luigi Basco's letter to his mother in Italy. Well, Mamma Mia, Pasquale, you took away my $40, and, and I'm not going to make it the big Easter dinner for my friends. I'm, I'm so mad at Pasquale. I'm going to tell them what is it for, and I'm, I'm feeling terrible. First, I'm thought that maybe I'm going to telephone my friends and stop everything, but, but then I'm thought I'm, I'm have a better idea. I'm going to get all of the food and the credit. So I'm going to go to Astro's Fruit Store first. Hello, Ashta. Uh, you mind if I'm getting some fruit from you? On a credit? For you, Luigi, anytime. Here, have an apple. Oh, oh apple. <laughs> well, uh, and now I'm like to make up the order. Order? Oh, okay, what is it? Well, I'm like ten pound apples, fifteen pound grapes, eight pound pears, six dozen of bananas. And a, and a 12 pound of nuts. Hey, what are you doing, Luigi? Making a Tarzan picture? <laughs> I don't mind giving you credit on fruit if you're hungry, but when you start throwing parties for the zoo. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not making a party for the zoo. I'm, I'm, I'm making a bigger party for, for my friends. I'm sorry, Luigi. For parties, I got no credit. After all, I'm running this fruit market for profits. You think bananas and oranges and apples grow on trees? <laughs> Thank you, Astra. Don't mention it. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Warner. How's it the butcher business? Oh, pretty good, Basco. What can we do for you today? Well, uh, Mr. Warner, I'm, I'm making a big Easter dinner tomorrow, and I'm going to ah, get... I've got just the thing, Basco. A 20-pound turkey, fit for a king. Isn't that nice? That's a beautiful... <laughs> I'll go ahead and charge it. Oh, I'm sorry, Basco. That's against company rules. But if you're short on cash, I'll be glad to okay your check. That's no good. My check is short on the cash, too. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Basco. I'm more sorry than you. 
Why no use? I'm not gonna call off for the party. But I'm not gonna never to call him up. I'm, I'm, I'm too ashamed. I think I'm gonna sit down on the park bench. Excuse me, mister. Huh? <laughs> Mind if I'm gonna sit down next to you? Be my guest. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Mama, me want to make sure to do call off for the party. No call off, call off, no call off, call them off. Call uh, would off. you like a daisy friend to help you make up your mind? <laughs> Excuse me, I'm, <laughs> I'm talking to myself. You ever talk to yourself? No, brother, don't remind me. <laughs> What's your trouble? Drink? Uh-huh. How do you know? I could tell. We're the same type. Soft inside. Uh, no willpower. Well, tell me about it. Well, it's, it's not only drinks, but it's also food and a fruit. Huh? Yeah, and a birthday cake and a present and a no nuts. What? <laughs> Look, friend, maybe you better talk to yourself. <laughs> no, please, please, help me. I'm always a save up on my money for a party for my friends, but, but then somebody is to take it away. I'm got nothing to feed him, and I'm ashamed to call him up and tell him about it. Did you say they was your friends? Uh-huh. Then your problem is solved. What? Because a friend is a friend. True blue to the end. <laughs> food or no food? I know. Because I had a friend. My mother. <laughs> she never fed me, never gave me no food. But still, I was her friend. That was you, 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 Mamma Mia. That's right. Mother! <laughs> wherever you are, I want you to know we're still friends. I ain't changed at all. I'm still hungry. <laughs> Go, friend, go. Give your party. Invite your friends. Say nothing. And they'll enjoy themselves with friendship. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You're making me feel good all over. And I'm going to back it out to my antique shop, fix it up a nice and yeah. pretty. And then, uh, goodbye. Give my regards to you, Mom. Thanks, friend. Oh. Hey, look. Uh, maybe you want to come to my party, too? Are you kidding? You ain't got nothing to eat. <laughs> There's just no food. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised, Schultz. Now, don't say anything. He feels terrible enough. She's coming out of the kitchen. Uh, all right, everybody. <clears throat> Since this is the party, it's Luigi's idea. I propose a toast to the host. Yeah. May he find in America happiness, health, and wealth. Minus 20% for the government. I'm in click, Luigi. Why, thank you, friends. <laughs> you are so wonderful. I'm Ha <laughs> Mama, Mama, what a proposal toast. Uh, Luigi, I don't mind all this toasting, but ain't the champagne a little weak? <laughs> well, uh, well, officials, uh, isn't that the champagne? Is uh, it's a seltzer? <laughs> What's the difference? Your sure seltzer or champagne? <laughs> oh, yeah, after all, what seltzer if not champagne that's given blood? <laughs> 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 
Yeah, it's funny. Yes, it's actually really funny. <laughs> and it's... Oh. Why don't we all sing a song? Oh, yo, that's a wonderful idea. All right, what song should we sing? Yeah. How about Turkey in the Straw? <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'll settle for a weenie and a bun. <laughs> Please, Mr. Schultz. Uh, how about shrimp boats are coming? Oh, oh I, I'm sorry, Mr. Bassett. Oh, that's all right, Miss Potter. Even I was thinking about the who's to throw the overalls in the Mrs. Murphy's soup, but. Uh... <laughs> Rosa, today we're teaching Luigi a big lesson. His friends came for a feast and they're going to have a fast. <laughs> Papa, everybody's singing over there. You think Luigi got food someplace? Uh, this I better investigate. Watch the restaurant, Rosa. Stumping a little cabbage puss. Gives me nothing but a trouble and a headache. Since I imported him from Italy, my life is just a one big aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> Luigi's are putting up his hand like he's going to make a big speech. I'd better open up the door a little. Uh, Francis, isn't I used to pretend that we all are having a lot of fun? I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to make a confession. <laughs> Never mind the confession. Bring on the food. <laughs> After the trouble, I'm, I'm not going to food. <laughs> Luigi, you're joking, huh? <laughs> That Luigi is pulling our leg. <laughs> the way I feel now, if he pulled my leg, my stomach would drop out. <laughs> He's a suffering good. Mr. Basco, what happened to the $40 you had? That's quite easy. took it for the rent money. Oh, the oh, rent money. tell us. No, no, please, please. I'm, 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 I don't want to talk about it. But Mr. Basco, didn't you tell Mr. Pasquale that this party was to be a surprise birthday celebration for his daughter? What? Well, I know, Miss Pudding. He's, well, he's, he's hurt to me so much, I'm, I'm, I don't even want to tell him. Huh? Now I'm going to get no food and no birthday cake for Russia and no present. Oh, I could kill that Pasquale. <laughs> <laughs> What's he talking about? I could have killed myself. Oh, I'm the stupidest thing that ever lived. I'm a mean, terrible, rotten, stupid. Right now, if I was a twins, I'd have stopped talking to myself for good. <laughs> what am I going to do? i got to make it up with the Luigi. Uh, I, I know. Rosa! Yes, Papa? Put on your way for to get in the kitchen. Are we going to cook them a dinner that would sink in a Queen Mary? The Papa, Don't what? ask no questions just to warm up in the oven. i got to make a food for Luigi's. You're going to have enough for a hundred years. Stop looking so depressed. Sure, so what if he don't eat? Sure, food isn't so important. And besides, we, we, we're not too hungry. Or we should. I'm too weak to answer. What's the use of waiting? We stop on the state. Luigi, everybody. Listen, I got a great big idea. Instead of one big Easter party, we're going to have three or four little ones in a row. Four little ones in a row? What do you mean? Well, we'll have like a round robin. My house, we eat the appetizer. I know what you mean, Horowitz. That's a wonderful idea. Appetizer in your house, the entree in my house. Dessert in my house. And in my house, my carbonate of soda. How am I going to thank you for such a wonderful idea? Luigi, I'm the happiest man in the world I thought of it. 
Go ahead, eat, eat. Yeah, but this is a, that's a delicious. Uh, what do you call it? It's called a four spice. Chopped liver. It's very tasty, Mr. Horowitz. What is your wife's recipe? Sorry, Miss Balding. That's an international secret. <laughs> Rosa, hurry up with the meatballs while I fix these pies. Turn up the flame. They must be starving in Luigi's stall by now. All right, Papa. And Rosa, don't eat anything. Oh. <laughs> I bet if they saw these meatballs, they'd go crazy. Papa, what do you think's happening to me? Mr. Schultz, this turkey is wonderful. Oh, they were superb. Gourmet's delight. Very good, Schultz. Very good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm it so much, I think I'm going to bust it. So what's a happy explosion between friends? How's <laughs> <laughs> the spaghetti, Rosa? Almost a cup. Almost, Papa. Mm, Mr. Lasagna's going to give them an Easter dinner they're never going to forget. <laughs> Rosa, stop looking that way at the pizza. But, Papa, I'm starving. Starving. Rosa, listen, right next door is a five starving of people waiting for all this food, and we owe Luigi a lot for the wrong we did to him. Besides, Rosa, why you keep looking at me so funny? I can't help it, Papa. I'm so hungry. You look to me like one big meatball. <laughs> Oh, friends, I'm, I'm, I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm so full up with the tank. So full of food. Ach, Miss Spalding, you make it wonderful coffee. <laughs> well, I did the least. Mr. Olsen, this dessert tastes just heavenly. <laughs> How did this boil? Olsen, what do you call it? It looks like the pancakes. In Sweden, we call it platter. Back home, many families eat it, especially on Thursdays, with pea soup. Oh, with the fish is... Hannah, this is salsa. It's an actual delicious. So what do you call that? Uh, there, there was lingonberries. In Sweden, we use it just like apple sauce. <laughs> Go on, old you Keep on talking. I feel like I'm eating a dessert with a travelogue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, friends, I'm so full now, I feel like I ate in the 1953. Yeah, me too. If anybody mentioned food to me now, I think I would float away. Yeah. <laughs> well, enough, friends, please. Maybe, maybe we all go back to my antique shop and, and we just sit back and relax and, and maybe just talk, huh? It's a good idea, Luigi. Let's go. Schultz, get up. Impossible. I think the automobile club will have to tow me to Luigi's store. <laughs> Is it just so nice to sit down here and rest, huh? Oh, sure. Oh. oh, he enjoyed a feast fit for a king, by golly. Yeah, this is one Easter I'll never forget. That food. No, please, don't mention food. It gives my stomach a headache. <laughs> well, I certainly... Come on in, Rosa. Don't drop the pot. All right, stop sitting around, everybody. Happy Easter. Look at what I got. Food. Oh. That's the matter. You all died from starvation. <laughs> oh, Molly, please, go away. Oh. <laughs> Look, everybody. It's all free. And the house. Gratis. 
Plenty of spaghetti, meatballs, a pizza. No, 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 Pascari, Pascari, you know, you know, we was all went out and, and then we was eating at, at each other's houses. Yeah, we had the door-to-door feeds. What? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. Go away, Pasquale, and take everything with you. you. Well, it's a serve of me right. I deserve everything. Well, Pasquale, tell the truth. The only thing I'm, I'm feeling bad about the noise is I didn't get a Russian birthday present. If I'm ahead of my Rosa, I would have given you anything you wanted. Hey, you ain't have to Rosa anything. And what do you want? It can't be bought with the money, huh? You're right, Papa. Luigi, can I have anything I want? Anything, Rosa. Damn that, everybody. All this food belongs to me. We was, had a wonderful feast this Easter, and after all, even Russia's got a big birthday present. Seven and a half pounds to be exact. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a hurry to have wonderful idea, Mamma Mia. What is it called? Around the Robin. And Mamma Mia, when you get this letter, make yourself a little guest, plus the coffee, because I'm going to have some cake, and we're going to have our own Around the Robin together. You love the son, Luigi Basca, Lele Magranta. Life with Luigi is a Cy Howard production. Pat Burton is associate producer. The script is written by Mac Benoff and Lou Derman and directed by Mr. Benoff. Stay tuned for Red Skelton next on Theater of the Mind. You're listening to Zoomer Radio, AM 740 and 96.7 FM in downtown Toronto. And now, here's the Red Skelton Show. Hey, folks, it's Friday night. Call up a friend and tell him Red Skelton's on. Better yet, call up an enemy. Procter & Gamble brings you the Red Skelton Show, starring Red Skelton, Dave Rose and his orchestra, our singing stars, the Four Knights, Verna Felton, Lorene Tuttle, Pat McGee, and Dick Ryan, and yours truly, Rod O'Connor. Yes, it's the Red Skelton Show, brought to you by Tide, Procter & Gamble's amazing new discovery for your whole family watch. Tide's in, dirt's out, Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap. Any soap? Yes, any soap, Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap. T-I-D-E, Tide. And now from Metro Golden Mayor, the star of our show, Red Skelton. Ladies and gentlemen, I thought you'd introduce me as Art Linkletter tonight. <laughs> well, what have you been doing the past week, Red? Oh, I've been helping my wife with the fall house cleaning. Well, you're starting a little early, aren't you? Oh, no, we like to throw the old Christmas tree out before we bring the new one in. 
Well, I guess dirt does accumulate fast. Oh, yeah. You know, you get so used to everything around the house, you don't realize how dirty the place is until someone gives you a hint. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Who tipped you off? The little dog next door when he tried to bury a bone in our living room. <laughs> After five minutes of cleaning, there was so much dirt in the vacuum cleaner, Walter Winchell made me an offer. <laughs> you sound like you had a lot of fun cleaning house. Oh, I did. You know, when you clean house, you always find something that's been missing for mm -hmm. a long time. You know, I pulled down the window shade and found a pair of pants I've been pressing for three years. <laughs> I went through one of my old suits, and what do you think I found? What? My wife's brother. <laughs> no kidding. Say, is Oswald still living with you? Oh, yeah. He thinks because his name is on the marriage license as a witness that I married him, too. <laughs> Have that little dog to come over and bury that joke. Now. <laughs> Look, Red, I don't mean to get nosy, but it's rumored that he's pretty lazy. Is that true? I've been for three years trying to get, trying to get him to dust the furniture, and he's, I can't read it. See, if I, if I memorize it, I do all right. When I try to read, I'm dead. I've been trying to get him to dust the furniture in his room. And he won't do it? No, I even tried to shame the guy into doing it. I says, look, I can write my name in the dust on your dressing room table. What happened? He says, I know you're educated capitalist. <laughs> <laughs> well, Red, if you've all straightened up at your place, how about coming over and helping Sylvia and me with our fault? No, I'm not too good at it myself. I make too many mistakes. <laughs> I mistook a bottle of hair restore for furniture polish. And you know that mohair chair in my den? Yeah. All this, the hair is from young Moe's, you know. <laughs> Well, now you can't see Mo for the hair. Oh, no, come That's on. That's a brilliant joke, isn't it? No hairy star is that good. This stuff is. This will grow hair on a cue uh, cue ball, you know. <laughs> I tried it. I tried it. I had to finish a game of billiards with a pair of scissors for a cue. Come on. Wait a minute. Tell the truth. So you used Harry Store for furniture polish. Now, what really happened? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> now we have to part the, hair, uh, the table in the middle before... <laughs> Cleaner than any soap? Does that include or exclude all the new suds discoveries? She, she's including everything, Red. Thank you. She's saying that no soap, <laughs> no other suds, no other washing product known will get your clothes as clean as Tide. And by clothes, I mean sheets, pillowcases, shirts, work clothes, everything. Tide leaves them free from dirt and then some. Because Tide also removes dingy soap film. Yet with all this exceptional cleaning power, Tide is safe. Truly safe for all your washable colors. What's more, Tide actually brightens those colors as it washes away dulling soap film. Tide has a way with white things, too. In hardest water, Tide gets them whiter than any other washing product known. Tide keeps them white, too, week after week. Never turns them yellow. Next wash day, try Tide. Discover the only washing product known that gives you all this. The cleanest, brightest, whitest wash you ever hung on the line. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the four knights will sing Old Dan Tucker. Get out the way, old Dan Tucker. Are you too late to get out the way? 
get your supper. Supper's over, breakfast cook, and an old Dan Tucker just standing there looking. Get out the way, old Dan Tucker. You too late to get your supper. Supper's over, breakfast cook, and an old Dan Tucker just standing there looking. Now, old Dan Tucker was a nice old man who used to ride our Darby Ram. It sent him whizzing down the hill. If he hadn't got up, he'd lay there still. Get out the way, old Dan Tucker. You too late to get your supper. Supper's over, breakfast cook, and an old Dan Tucker just standing there looking. Old Dan Tucker and I got drunk. He fell in the far and kicked up a chunk. A charcoal gut inside of his shoe. Bless you, honey, how the ashes flew. Get out the way, old Dan Tucker. Are you too late to get your supper? And old Dan Tucker just stand there looking. Now, old Dan Tucker was a fine old man. He washed his face in the frying pan. He combed his hair with the wagon wheel and died with the toothache in his heels. Get out the way, old Dan Tucker. Are you too late to get your supper? Supper's over, breakfast cooking. And old Dan Tucker just well, I went to town to buy some goods, but I lost myself in a patch of woods. The night was cold and I had to suffer in rows of feet of old Dan Tucker. Get out the way. Old Dan Tucker, are you too late to get your supper? Supper's over. Breakfast cooking. Old Dan Tucker, stand there looking to get out the way. Old Dan Tucker, are you too late to get your supper? Supper's over. Breakfast cooking. Old Dan Tucker, stand there looking. I come to town the other night. I heard the noise and saw the fight. The Watchman was a running around the band. Old Dan Tucker had come to town. Get out the way. Old Dan Tucker, where are you too late to get your supper? Supper's over, breakfast cooking. And old Dan Tucker just standing there looking. Get out the way. Old Dan Tucker, where are you too late to get your supper? Supper's over, breakfast cooking. And old Dan Tucker just standing there looking. Supper's over, breakfast cooking. Old Dan Tucker just standing there looking. Say, Rod, did you hear Fred Allen last Sunday night? Now, you know you don't allow me to listen to any other comedian. <laughs> Look, Crisco Kid. <laughs> Cam A Boy. One more like that, and Tide's in and Rod's out. <laughs> well, that takes care of Procter and Gamble. <laughs> No, you know that Fred Allen has taken a quiz show insurance policy on his listeners. Yes, I heard about it. Now, if any of the listeners can prove they lost a giveaway prize because they were listening to the regular Fred Allen program when their phone number was called, of course, they'll be guaranteed the amount lost up to $5,000. Isn't that terrific? Now we can all relax. Let's show what home is really like when quiz programs are on. Good idea. trying to do start an argument <laughs> Willie can you get away from that radio you've had your ear glued to that speaker for six hours look I, now look what you've done my ear come unglued <laughs> ever since you've discovered those giveaway programs you never budge from that sale and I'm getting tired of dusting you oh shut up <laughs> you're putting that filthy killer cycle mouth of yours I, if I don't listen close and, I, and they call me, I won't know the answer. Now, keep quiet, clabber girl. <laughs> How can you stand to listen to so many straight hours of talk? Well, you forgot I married you, Jitter Jaws. <laughs> what are you listening to now? The music should drop dead. <laughs> when that program's over, will you turn that radio off? No, I gotta listen to the new Frost Warning show, Stop the Weather. <laughs> well, now, I wonder who that could be. 
answer the door, Willie. You go answer it, will you? They'll think the place is haunted and go away then. Yes? I'm the lady who lives at the farm three miles down the road, and my husband's just been run over by a tractor. Could I please borrow your telephone to phone a doctor? You cannot. <laughs> I'd be glad to pay for it. Oh, that would be pretty expensive, lady. But it couldn't be more than a nickel. Don't make me laugh. If they call me and I can answer the name of the ditty they're playing, I will win a baby grand piano complete with stool and Jose Ike Derby. <laughs> All the lend lease the United States pays out for the next ten years or the countries they're going to pay it to. <laughs> Dewey's mustache cup. <laughs> I can get the Pacific Ocean bottled. <laughs> The World Series played in my living room with Bob Hope umpiring the game. <laughs> and five free appendix operations. Take the appendix out and put it back. Take it out, put it back. <laughs> on top of that, I get a deep freeze with one year's supply of deep. <laughs> And then comes the big prizes. And you, oh, there's the phone. They're calling me. They're calling me. Where's the phone? Where's the phone? It's in your hand. Where's my hand? <laughs> Turn the radio up. Turn the radio up so I can get the name of the song. What's the name of it? What's the name of it? But it sounds like mud from the opera Henry Clay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, more Petrillo. <laughs> I, I had it, and you got me all messed up. If I miss this question, I'll sue you for every nickel I got. You got <laughs> Hello? Hello? Could you speak a little louder, please? Willie, you're talking into the receiver. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what did you hang it up for? Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Hello, operator, operator. Why don't you hang up? They might call back. Yeah, they might call back. It worked. It worked. It worked. <laughs> Let me see now. They're playing Silver Threads Among the Gold, ain't they? No, no, that's over. They're playing another number now. Oh, hello? Hello? Yeah, I know what you're playing. What's that? Well, you got a lot of nerve <laughs> calling me at this time of the day. Who, is who here? Wait, that, hey, lady. Yes? Are you Joe the repairman? <laughs> I've never been so insulted in my life. Oh, there's life. nobody here with that name. I'm sorry, you got the wrong number. Always the wrong number. Why do people call when your favorite program is on or you're in the bathtub? That's the only time it rings, and then it's always the wrong number. Well, stop looking like Barbara Stanwyck. <laughs> okay, you stop looking like Burt Lancaster. Willie, someone's at the door. Well, since when did they put the new speedway through our living room? <laughs> See who it is. I got to get back and check the radio. Yes? I'm from the phone company. Where's the phone? I'm eating it. Don't you touch it. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Oh, yes, there is. What? An unpaid bill since April. Well, I sent that in. Well, we haven't seen it at the office. Well, look, don't bother me now. Go back to April and look for it. Get <laughs> lost. I got to listen to the program. I don't leave until I take that phone. I'd have been around sooner, but I've been up to my ears and work. Very funny. Very funny. Phone man up to his ears and work. Get out of here. <laughs> You'll be up to your ears and me if you don't leave, I'm telling you. I'll answer. No, no, good. Hello? Yes. Yes, it certainly is. Who was that? The operator. Yeah? She said it was a long distance from New York, and I said it certainly was. <laughs> oh, no. Willie, get a hold of your 
yourself. You're getting quiz show jitters. Look, the long distance from New York, that's the program, you dope. Give me the phone, give me the phone. Hello, operator. Sorry, Bob, you can't use the phone. Don't tell me what to do, operator. Give me long distance. Well, then why don't you hang up? They might call back. Yeah, they might, they might. They might call back. Did I hear the phone ring? Yeah, I heard it. (laughs) Boy, when you get excited, you don't wait for the last minute, please. Hello, hello, who, who? Willie Lump Lump, is nobody here. Yeah, I'm Willie, I'm Willie. What's that? Turn up the radio so I can hear what they're playing with. You, you shut it off! Turn it on! Turn it on! And if I'm elected, hear me. If I am elected, this town will have the biggest shakedown. I mean, shakedown. Get the music, get that music. Hello, hello, hold on, Willie. I was cut off for a second. And now you're being cut off for good. Hello, hello. You disconnected my phone. <laughs> this one, my ship was coming in. You scuttled it for me. <laughs> now I've got nothing to live for. Nothing except radio's own Maul Perkins. <laughs> uh, you all know that trains are a hobby of Dave Rose. And tonight, it sneaks into his music as Dave and his Proctor and Gamble Orchestra play Beyond the Blue Horizon. Thank you, Dave Rose. 
page from the Mean Little Kid's Diary. Can you remember as a little kid, you happened to do a good deed by accident, and you're still wondering why everybody made such a fuss over you? Well, it happened to Junior, the mean little kid. Junior, how can you get so dirty? Well, it's a chemical reaction. A chemical reaction? Yeah, you just mix the wet water with some dirt and you got mud and from there on it's easy. <laughs> you just get upstairs and mix some water with some soap and get it off. Okay. And hurry because we're going to the dedication of our new dam. Hey, Mummy, what's a dam? Well, it's a barrier to obstruct the flow of water on a river or a stream. Then the water is used as a power to turn the dynamos which generate electricity. Look a windy old bird, ain't you? <laughs> hey, is the ump girl of the uh, Bunker Hill going to go with us? If you mean your grandmother, mm-hmm. yes. She's making a speech at the dedication. Oh. Now, you go clean up. Okay, I go in there. Don't use the guest towel. Oh, I won't dirty them. I'll just rumple them up a little so the guests won't be afraid to use them. <laughs> now, Junior. Yakido. Put on your little Lord Fauntleroy suit. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm not going to wear that sissy outfit. Oh, that's not a sissy. Yes, it is. It's gotten you a lot of compliments. It got me a lot of black eyes, too. <laughs> and even though dirty kids beat up on me every time they see me. And, and besides, my legs are too skinny for short pants. They are not. Oh, no. Well, the last time I wore that suit, Namor says, Hold still, you got a loose thread hanging from your pants. And she nearly yanked me leg off. <laughs> <laughs> Where's me suit with your long pants? I hid it. You hid it. You probably gave it away because you're always saying that you don't want me to grow old. <laughs> Long pants make me look older and you gave it away. You gave it away. I didn't give it away. You it's, did. It's in my clothes closet. I knew I'd find out what it was. <laughs> here, here. Hmm? What was the matter with little iron lungs? Oh, she hid me long... <laughs> <laughs> She hid me long pants, and now I got to wear that awful monkey suit. Oh, now, speaking of hiding things, mm-hmm. have you seen your grandfather's false teeth? Well, last time I see them, they was in a glass of water, and the water must have been awful cold because they were just chattering away. <laughs> Someone has taken them. No. Now, who would do the trick like that? <laughs> I think I know who took them. And I think I know who took them. And I think I know who took them. <laughs> but the question is now, is any of us here a stool pigeon? <laughs> Where are they, Junior? Well, I'd rather not say, but the next time Grandpa throws a bone to me dog, he'll have the pleasure of watching him be gnawed with his own teeth. <laughs> you gave your grandfather's teeth to your dog? Yeah, and he's a funny-looking thing. He's the only puppy in the neighborhood with a lower plate wobble. <laughs> Oh, well, we can't worry about them now. No. We'd better get a move on or we'll be late for the dedication. Oh, yes. I, I will get ready and be right out to the car. Mother, are you sure you don't want to drive? Uh, no, dear. I don't think I know how to aim it well enough yet. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't funny, but it kills me. <laughs> signaling for us to pull in beside the speaker's platform. Well, I'll do as the officer tells you, Lorene. Pull in there. Pull in there. Came kind of close, didn't you, kid? Oh, 
There's me up, Blowhard. Well, Verna, my dear, I'm so delighted to see you here, my dear. Yeah, world spare me. Yeah, world spare me. Yeah. I wish they would. Yeah. <laughs> have you met my daughter, Lorene? Yeah. Your daughter? Yeah. My, 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 my. You uh, look so young. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Say it, what have we here? A potential kick in the shins, kid. <laughs> This is Junior, my grandson. Your grandson? Shh, not too loud. She'd rather you didn't rub it in, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) My, what a handsome little fellow. Hey, where did you get those rosy cheeks? My father was a glass blower. (laughs) (laughs) Well, shall we proceed to the speaker's platform? Yeah, let's proceed to the speaker's platform. (laughs) You need me for anything else, Mayor? No, no. Oh, Verna, you know Mr. Idlemore here. Well, I most certainly do, yes. And I'm surprised to see you at the dedication. Heaven knows you fought the project hard enough. Yes, you did. Shall we hurry? We're on the air in just a few minutes. Hey, this platform's strong enough to hold everybody? You know old fat girl ain't just there, you know. (laughs) My dear boy. Oh, Mother, save his whipping. We can have it tonight with our popcorn. We better hurry, Verna. Well, come on, Junior. No, I don't want to go up on that platform. It don't look safe to me. I'm going to stay right here. Well, then you behave yourself. Yes, huh? Junior. Now, we're putting you on your honor. And I'm putting you on the spot. Now, <laughs> uh, Mr. Idlemore. Where he at? Now, where did that Idlemore disappear to? Where'd he to? go? He's supposed to introduce you, Verna. Well, Mr. Idlemore was here a second ago. You know, Mayor, for some reason, I, I don't trust that man. Sometimes he speaks Italian. It's pretty hard to understand. <laughs> Idlemore's got some crackpot ideas, but he's harmless enough. Well, we'll just have to start the ceremonies without him. No, I, I see that, Mr. Idlemore. He went down those steps under the dam. I'm going to go after him. I'm going to find out what he's doing. Oh, oh, now down the steps to the tunnel, down to the tunnel. Boy, it's sure it's dark in here, isn't it? But I, is I scared? No. Am I kidding myself? Yeah. <laughs> There's that Mr. Idlemore. He's talking to somebody. I will just sneak over. I just gonna see. I can't see them. Oh, now I see them from here. I'll just blow a big bubble out of my bubble gum and hide behind me. Well, I tell you, I can't go through with it. I did my best to stop the building this damn. But now wait a minute. I think I heard someone. It's just a rat. <laughs> he knows me pretty well, don't he? <laughs> now you look, Ottomore. You bungled your job. Now we're going to do it my way. Blowing up the dam, that's insane. And I remind you that what you think doesn't matter. The party comes first. Oh, they're going to have your party. Well, I stick around and get some ice cream. You misled me. When I joined the organization, you told me it was just a social club. That's why I became a member of the All-American Association for the Thinking Sons of the United States. <laughs> and with a name like that, you know it's got to be a phony organization. Well, we have to use a name like that to cover up our real purpose. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Like a skunk. Now, if you have to blow up the dam... If you have to blow up the dam, why not do it at night? Not when there are thousands of people here. Because we have to teach these unmisinformed American citizens that just because they're happy and contented and free, they don't have to put up with it any longer. Now, where's that time bomb? Right here. Now, I'll set it for one o'clock. That'll give us ten minutes to get a safe distance away before it goes off. Well, I hope you said it right. Oh, stop worrying. What was that shot? Me bubble gum just blew up. <laughs> Scattered all over 
want me kiss her again. Hey, kid, what are you doing down here? Hey, you, you, mister, if you don't want this little clock and I had it... Hey, put that down. I know, I've always wanted a little clock for my bedroom. And come on, come you. on, come on. Let's get out of here. Here, here, here. You're going to run away. I'll take you. Here, no, come here. Hey, kid, get away from us. Hey, mommy! Grandma! Mayor! Help! Help! These men here, they're going to blow up the dam! Junior, what on earth are you saying? I heard these men say they were going to blow up the dam. Why, that's Idlemore and his friend. We've been trying to pin something on them for a long time. Officer, arrest those men! Don't let them get away! Don't let them get away! They got them! Yes, thanks to you... Junior, hmm? what have you there in your hand? A time bomb. A time bomb? Yeah. Oh, now, isn't that... L- a time bomb! <laughs> Good heavens, give it to me. I'll no. throw it down the hill. No, no, don't throw me. Clock away. No. Now look what you do. <laughs> you broke it. <laughs> By the way, what happened to the hill? <laughs> My dear, dear little grandson. My brave little son. I have so much more than Gregory. Why do I fight it? Thanks for being with us tonight, and we hope you liked our program well enough to be with us at the same time next week. So until next Friday... This Red Skelton thing. Thank you. Thanks for listening, folks, and thanks for buying more and more of that Wash Day Miracle, Tide. Tide's in. Dirt out. Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap. T-I-D-E. Tide. The future of our country depends on the youth of today, and every young American should realize the part he must play in building our nation and keeping it free. It's up to every one of us to try to have a better understanding of youth and its problems. We cannot afford to neglect young America. Procter & Gamble invites you to join us again with Red Skelton next Friday. Now stay tuned to The Life of Riley, which follows immediately. Red Skelton is heard in this program through the courtesy of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll be here next week for more gems from the golden age of radio. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell for technical support. The executive producer of Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a wonderful weekend. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.